Thank you, Anthony, and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Keys of the Game. I'm your host, Gary Lester. I'll be joined in just a moment by head football coach Kurt Newsom. The Wasps traveled to Salisbury, North Carolina this past Saturday looking for their first conference win as they took on the Catawba Indians in what turned out to be a tale of two halves. After trailing 10-3 at the half, the Indians ignited for 27 points in the second half to down the visiting Wasps 30-13. The Wasps dominated the first half defensively, but could generate very little offense in the second half, and the Indians slowly wore the visitors down to pick up their first conference win and a tough loss for the visiting Wasp, as they did control that game 10-3, as I said. And, Coach, welcome to the show um, this is a rough patch. We're we're 0-3 now in, in the sack. Um, I know you've dealt with adversity before on many different levels and so forth, but how are you and the coaching staff dealing with this, with this team and these young men after the loss? Well, it's hard because, you know, you feel like you've, you've played uh, two conference games that you had opportunities to win. And, you know, when you have that opportunity, you've got to take it. And we haven't taken those two opportunities. I feel like the Newberry game and the Catawba game, we we both uh, we could have won both of those games. Mm, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's very disappointing. And, uh, you know, we're, we're a young football team that uh, needs to grow up in a hurry. And uh, hopefully we'll do that. Well, it's it's you know we're going over to Wise this coming weekend. It's that in-state rivalry, and and of course you know that's going to be a tough game. I don't care what the records are of either team. It, it was a tough game last year. I mean, you have to get these these young men back up and, and get them focused uh, for this this game coming up with yeah, Wise. Yeah, I, I, I want them to be confident because they should be because mm-hmm. we we're we're good enough and we've. Uh, you know, I, I think the turnover problem has been an issue. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had three conference games. We've turned it over seven times, and we've gotten three. And in this conference, you can't do that because everybody is so equal. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, right now, to me, other than Lenore Ryan, yeah, that's... I think they've separated themselves based on who they've played and what they've done. And that that's still yet to be seen. Uh, but the rest of the league is, is so balanced yeah. that uh, the turnover uh, battle wins and loses football games. You know, our first two games, I, I don't even know what our numbers were, but I'm sure we were uh, plus five or, oh, yeah. or, or something like that in the first two games. And you cannot turn the ball over and expect to win a game in this league. Yeah, the the turnover bug has definitely hit us in the last few games. At the Newberry game, we talked about that. Um, you know, the, that game could have been – we could have probably won that game in that first half. We threw an interception in the red zone. And then against Wingate, we had four turnovers. And then two turnovers in that second half against Catawba this past weekend that, that really – the defense, I thought, did a great job. They went out there and stopped them with three points. They only got a field goal. But, boy, those turnovers hurt. And they came just like oh, that. Oh, they, they, it changed the complexion of the game. You know, football's a game of momentum. And I think everybody realizes that. It, it's an emotional game. And uh, emotions changed when you turn it over like that. And, and 
you know, when you get down to the game, we had 51 offensive plays. Mm -hmm. And now they've shortened the game because of the rules to a degree. But it's only seven or eight plays. What they've done is if you get a first down, they don't stop the clock. Right. That's a new rule. And it used to stop the clock. So, But to have only 51 plays in a college football game – is kind of unheard of. I mean, I've I've been when when I've been at Emory when we had over a hundred plays. Yeah, I, I remember I, I remember going down to Methodist years ago and 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 we ran over a hundred plays down there. It seemed like game went on forever. But <laughs> one of the things I've noticed, and but I want to come back to this balance thing. Then I'll, I'll get this. I, you know, uh, Josh. Floyd, my partner in crime, he interviewed uh, Tyler Hayes, a coach from Catawba, and he asked him what the difference was between – he was in the PSAC last year, the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference, uh, with Shepard, what the differences was. And he said the exact same thing. He said this is a conference where it's so close. Everybody, every weekend is, is one where you can see what you think may be upsets, but it's because it's such a balanced uh, – conference the, yeah the yeah I've, I've, i just told our players after we just played you know the rest of this season we we have an opportunity to win every game we play and, and i believe that mm-hmm. and we have an opportunity to lose every game we play and it's it's that's how close and balanced it is now you know there is uh, tusculum mars hill on our side are a little ahead of the curve. I mean, I, I get that, and uh, but but we've got to go out and play every week, and I think if we do, it's going to be a fourth quarter game, mm. and, and that's that's all you can ask for as a coach, you know, is is a fourth quarter game. Well, the short in the game. One of the things I noticed the the officials when it's close to a first down. They don't hardly look at. It. They're just like, "Yep, it's first down. Come on, move, move chains. Let's go on." And and it looks to me like that they're just in such a hurry to make a call and get the chains moved and keep the game going. That's it's, one thing that has changed since I've started coaching. And you know, I've been coaching a long time. I had real black hair when I first started coaching, <laughs> and it's I've it, seen it, the it, pictures. Yeah, it's completely gray now. But when I first started coaching, you know they. They measured, and it was important. And now it's if it's close, let's move them, and uh, that's different. But I think it's to keep everything moving. And you know, I don't have an issue with it unless it's uh, the other side. Uh, they're moving it on the other side when I don't think they should have a first down. Well, through five games, I do not remember. Maybe Bluefield they did, but I don't remember any. Me- I don't remember one single measurement for a first down uh, in in the five games we've played. I- no, they all see better than they used to. Yeah. I think is what it is. They've got those. <laughs> I don't think they really do, but I think they feel like they see better. They've got those range finder <laughs> things, like on a golf course. Yes, you look I guess up. that's what it is. Well, let's talk a little bit about the first half, and I want to talk about your defense because you guys went down there for the first thirty minutes. They had one hundred and sixty-one yards on thirty-four plays, uh, and this is against the conference-leading quarterback. He had 115 yards of passing. He averages 302. And the wide receiver, I thought you all did a magnificent job on Bo Pryor. He had three catches for 37 yards. And you could see him frustrated on the sideline. 
Uh, and I know you must have double teamed him. Uh, but now this is a guy that averages eight catches a game and has 112 yards per game. He leads in touchdowns with seven. Uh, they had two. They were two for six on third downs. I mean, the defense had this game yeah, under Co- control. Coach Buzzo had a good plan as far mm. as we were going. We were going to take the screen game away mm. because that's that's what he had done. You know, he had caught short passes and make make them touchdown runs, and we were going to take that initial part away from him and uh, make them. You know, if they have to throw the ball down the field to a guy that's five foot nothing, yeah, you know, then it's it's hard. And we had a guy over top covering him, so uh, you know yeah. that was the plan going in, and I think it worked. Yeah, Jacob Robinson on up, up close, and then you had uh, Kendrick Can Can behind, behind. And, and and that was our that was our plan. And I think that was a really good plan. And, uh, you know, I, I told somebody before the game, he was over there warming up on our sideline. I said, you know, it's kind of amazing. There's a guy five foot six, and he may be the best player on the field. And, you know, he very well maybe. And uh, that's – he is what he is. And we, we, we tried to take him out of the game. And I think to a degree we did take him out of the game. Well, I think you did. And, and offensively in that first half, we weren't setting the building the woods on fire. But uh, you had 100 yards rushing. Short was 9 for 14 passing. Not a whole lot of yards. Uh, but the, the time of possession was about even. We had zero turnovers. I mean, it looked like this game at halftime was ours for the taking. That's... There's no question. When we went in the locker room, I felt like I said, okay, let's take over in the third quarter because we're we're better than they are. And, you know, when you feel like you got uh, better people and you're a better football team, you feel like you want to come out with that victory and uh, – didn't 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 happen, but uh, the first half, you know, and and our our tailback, he's played three conference games, mm-hmm. and he's averaging five point seven yards a carry, and yeah. we ought to be more productive on offense in the three conference games if if your if your running back can average five point seven yards a carry. Yeah, because it, uh, overall, I think he's four point seven eight. If with the other two games, because all they did was load up to stop the yeah. run. But it, you know, uh, offensive production has been down. Our defense, we've got to keep them on the sidelines. You know, we've got to let yes. them watch the offense play, and that's that's what we've got to do and uh we've got to figure out a way to do it and and I think we've got to figure out a way to do it fast and you're talking about Jaquan Anderson uh he averaged 5.6 yards a game in this game he uh, 16 rushes for a net of 89 yards he I mean he scored the touchdown on a great I thought that was a great play great block he scored the touchdown um I want to ask you what they did defensively were the changes they made defensively that that stymied our offense uh we're going to take a a little bit of a break here but when we come back if you could just talk about you know what what they did or what didn't do or what we didn't do uh with that offense that we just got stymied in that second half so folks we'll be right back and uh stay tuned 
Tumbling Creek Cider Company, heritage-inspired, full-bodied cider varieties made with Southwest Virginia apples that are pressed in-house and fermented on-site. Award-winning ciders in the new taproom located in the Abingdon Commons next to the Abingdon Farmer's Market and Abingdon Visitor Center. Tumbling Creek Cider Company, Appalachian to the core. And we're back. Uh, Coach, second half, We it's this, this is the second game in a row. We've just, just struggled offensively. Well, did Catawba do anything differently in that no, second they half? No, didn't, they didn't change whatsoever. We, you know, we, we didn't convert on a couple third downs, mm-hmm. which was, was big. And the turnovers uh, at the beginning of yeah. the half, you know, we, so you lose a possession on the kickoff return. Uh, you you lose a possession on the interception, and then you've you've got a third and short, and it's a read play, and uh, you know it should have been a, a keep by the quarterback. Right, and, I remember and, that play, and uh, it was a complete read, and uh, we made a bad decision at that time, and uh, and then you know. So we had a couple failed attempts, and uh, you know we've got to be better, and we've got to keep the football. We've we've got a very good defensive football team, and our offensive football team. You know when you got a tailback that averages five point seven yards a carry, you know you need to keep it a while. Uh, you know, and so you know we need to put it all together. We need to throw and catch better than what we're doing right now. You know you can't. Pass the ball for under a hundred yards in this day and time. No, you got to and win. and win football games. So, uh, and I I know I know Kyle's a competitor, and I know he'll compete, and uh, hopefully we can we can get this thing uh, rectified, and I think we will. Well, he 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 looked really sharp coming out. I thought you know I think I know there were some short passes there, but. He looked really sharp, and I thought he did a tremi- that terrific throw to uh, Cam Apshire on a play-action pass. I mean, he froze those linebackers. They just were stuck where they were, and then Apshire broke open across, and, and he right on. I mean, I thought he was having a good game. Yeah, he, but- he was, and then we need to continue to do that with what we do with our RPO stuff. And, you know, we had a couple drops. You met. You know, you mix in a couple drops mm-hmm. and uh, then uh, and a couple, a couple of turnovers. And then, uh, you know, nobody in this league is good enough to overcome that. So it's it's the little things that we've got to get better at. And, you know, identifying a blitz on the first series. You know, we've got guys that have played a lot of football and we, we, we don't see a blitz coming and we would expect that they would see that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's th- those little things that add up to the big things, and they they cost you football games. And, uh, yeah. you know, so that's that's kind of critical right now for us. As close as these games are going to be, we've got to identify the, the little things and take care of them. Well, let's talk about some of your uh, performance. Uh, Caleb Lundy, again, another uh, great performance. Uh, Caleb, as a middle linebacker there, 12 tackles. He le- still leads the conference in uh, tackles. I mean, he's all over the field. I love Caleb Lundy. He's uh, he's a special guy. He's, uh, 
you know, he lives in an apartment off campus, and uh, he's um, he has been a great, great leader. I was concerned with leadership and not anymore because of him, and uh, we've got a great relationship, and I, I think he's a special guy, and, you know, he's going to be back again next year. Great. So I'm excited about that. I, we, we've got him. Most all of them back, and I'm glad. Of- well, Jacob uh, Robinson got returned after having a concussion. I, I think that we had we had him misidentified as someone else, but he didn't get his name called very much. But he had a, he had a really good game, and he had a tough assignment because he had Bo Pryor. Yeah, J. Rob was the underneath coverage for mm-hmm. screens, and uh, you know, he competes. You know, he's a guy that came in and played as a true freshman. And now he's grown up. Uh, the concussion set him back, and uh, we can thank Addison nicely for <laughs> concussing him, who was our player. And uh, but th- those are both great, great people, and um, I love them both. They play so hard, and uh, we we we're good in the back end. Yeah, you, know, you we, really we are. Really are. It's it, it's interesting. We we lead the conference in interceptions, but we we are also are close to leading the conference in yardage given up. It's just those big plays that you know the eighty five yarder down at New, Newberry. Uh, so you know we're averaging t- giving up two hundred and almost two hundred ten yards a game. But it's those big plays that have done it because that is a good secondary back there. Yeah, we've we've got a good defensive football team. There's no question about it. And we've got to eliminate the big plays. Yeah. And just like you say, I mean, that wins and loses football games. And, you know, their tight end caught a pass and uh, went down the field on us uh, more than you'd like to give up. And mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, I think uh, at the end of the game we were uh, – we were just gassed yeah. because the the offense had not been on the field long enough. And, uh, you know, I, I think we can fix that, and I think we will. It's almost a two-to-one difference, and, and, and they were breaking tackles at the end that they would not have done in the first half or if our defense was not so – Gassed. Gassed. Well, let's talk about one more guy, and then I want to move over uh, to our upcoming game, the Southwest Virginia Bowl. But uh, Muncie just absolutely took Pryor out of the game. I, I'm, I'm telling you, his punts, he averaged 42 yards. His longest was 53. And those are great punts. I mean, that's 60 yards, 60 and 70 yards. He's kicking it. But they're so high that, that – He's a weapon. Yeah. And he's – it's a great story. I mean, a guy that didn't punt in high school, a guy that, you know, he's played receiver for us here. He didn't start in high school. And, uh, you know, he, he's the best punter in the league. And, you know, the best punter a year ago was at Wingate, and uh, he is now the starting punter for the Rams. <laughs> and uh, Ethan outpunted him That's in, right, the, in, in the game a year ago. And uh, so we're we're lucky to have him, and uh, I think he's special. I mean, Pryor had to either let it go or fair catch. He's seven punts, and they got zero return yards. And that is that is Ethan Muncy doing. I mean, yeah. I know we had good coverage, but that's him. That leg just yeah, booming it. no no question. And I told uh, Mitchell Walters or, or 
special teams coordinator who does a great job. If I had it to do over again on the kickoffs, we would have tried to go deep and see if he could run it out of the end zone. Mm. I wouldn't. We wouldn't have popped it up and given them field position. They had good. You're right, and, and it's just that you choose your poison: good field position or kick it to prior. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to change subjects here and talk about the Southwest Virginia Bowl. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about the Cavaliers from UVA Wise. We'll be support for WEHC ninety point seven Emory comes from Snow's Fine Meats and Provisions a neighborhood butcher shop in downtown Abingdon specializing in locally sourced pasture-raised proteins, handmade deli items, and specialty goods. Open Tuesday through Saturday and online at Snow's Fine Meats, 160 East Main Street, Abingdon, bringing the old-fashioned butcher shop experience to your table. And we're back. Folks, it's the Southwest Virginia Bowl edition number six this coming Saturday over in Wise, uh, Virginia, the E&H Wasp travel over there 2-3 and 0-3, and and still looking for that first conference win. And the UVA Wise Cavaliers are 1-4 and 0-3. And and so, Coach, somebody's going to come out of that game with their first conference win uh, this week. Uh, what do we got to do to make sure it's us? Well, I hope it's us. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. You know, I, I think we've got to not turn the ball over, which, you know, it's – every week but we've done that too much in the last couple of weeks yeah really and have. it's it's really cost us football games uh, and we we can't give up big plays i mean if you know we can't give up the home run and they've got they've got some backs that can hurt you mm-hmm. and the, the quarterback can throw it down the field so i i think the biggest thing is continue to play great defense but make the time of possession more equal than what we've done. Yeah. And, uh, you know, be able to hand it off some. And, uh, you know, they're, they're really good on defense. And all, offensively, they've, they've been okay. But, uh, they, you know, they're going to take some shots. And they've got one of the most talented running backs, the Gillespie kid, mm-hmm. is, is, is really good. And uh, so, so we're going to have to go over there and play. But if if we don't turn it over and and we take care of Emory first, is what we've got to do, mm, and yeah. not worry about Wise. I mean, our game plan comes about from Wise and what they're doing. But us taking care of Emory is more important than the game plan. Well, now, this will be the sixth time we've played the Wasp lead the series 4-1 to one, uh, in 94-95 when they were Clinch Valley. Uh, it was two wins for Emory. And then in 2010 and 2011, we split. The 2011 game was just filled with controversy, on, and we lost 33-30 to 30 on a game-ending punt return that uh, was, was – just a just an ugly situation over there when it happened. But this is a pretty this is an intense rivalry. I mean, it, it means a lot to both schools. Doesn't no it? question. We recruit against them. There's uh, four Division two schools in the state of Virginia: mm-hmm. uh, Virginia State, Virginia Union, UVA Wise, and Emory and Henry. And the rest of the state has to pass Emory to go to UVA Wise. 
so we we try to sell that and you know they recruit the same areas we do mm-hmm. and so you know a win in this game is is big and uh so it's it's always going to be important to us and uh i'm sure it's very important to those guys over there too well, yeah, recruiting. I know you've said you want to recruit in the state of Virginia. So in order to do that, I mean, you were at Virginia Tech. And you knew what it meant to beat UVA. I mean, you have to prove yourself out on the field. And so when you're going to go to recruit, you can put that out there and say, this is who we are. So I, I see this no, as a big game. Both teams are wanting to get back in the win column, but it also the, the implications of it. It's huge. I mean, we, we signed 36 guys from – Virginia last year out of 52. So, I mean, it it's who we are, and we're going to be that way as long as I'm sitting in the field house. And, uh, I, you know, I, if, and if it, they want to battle us, that's, that's fine. But I think we're, we, can, we can recruit this state, and I think we can win with Virginia pl- players. Excuse me. Well, now let's talk about their offense a little bit. They they've been using two different uh, quarterbacks, uh, Jake Corcoran. Both of them are red shirt sophomores. Uh, Corcoran's out of uh, Alabama, and I think and Jawan Dent. We saw him here last year. Uh, he's out of Richmond, but uh, Corcoran's six two two fifteen, and Dent is six four two twenty. Who who do you think you're going to see over there? I mean, I think we'll see the one from uh, Alabama. Alabama. He's uh, he started off at. South Alabama or one of those West Alabama and uh he's he's been playing a little more here lately and uh they played quite a bit against Lenore Ryan I saw. Yeah, yeah. Well, they would have played everybody and <laughs> so would everybody else uh, against them. But they've they've gone to a little bit more uh, two back set and um, they'll get into a one back set and play twelve personnel, but and, and they'll play some eleven, but they're they're more twenty personnel, which is two backs and three wide outs. And, uh, and for our listeners, twelve personnel is one back and two tight ends. That's exactly right. So, and I've, I've I've finally learned that myself. <laughs> so, so they do. Now, and you, you mentioned the running back, Gillespie's pretty good running back. He's Oh, there's no question. He's from Greenville, and uh, he's he's a special guy. They got two really good or three good running backs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've they've moved the ball considerably in this league. and uh, But now defensively, they're, you know, they're ranked up there. And yeah, and the the their stats get skewed because it was a fifty six to three beatdown at Lenore Ryan this past weekend, and that'll skew any stats when you're only five games into the uh, conference. But they've got a pretty good defense, uh, and and th- things like pa- their passing defense is ranked sixth in the conference, and uh, and their and the yards given up is ranked seventh. So they've got a pretty. I I would think. This is me. I think their defense is probably tough, bit better than their offense right yeah, now. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what I'm going to tell our kids. Uh-huh. And I'm, I try to be honest with our guys every week and tell them, you know, who I feel like can play. I thought Catawba last week, their offense was ahead of their defense, uh-huh. and we needed to score points. And, you know, we, we didn't. They had scored 21 against – 
everybody in our league. And uh, so we were – actually, Tommy said, let's hold him uh, to 21. I'm thinking, well, please, let's hold him under 21. <laughs> but uh, it didn't work out. And uh, But our guys are going to still fight. And I promise you, you'll see a great effort uh, over there Saturday at Wise. Well, I'm sure we will because this is this is a big rivalry, and uh, it, it, there's so many implications to it. And you know, the two schools are only 60, 50, 60 miles apart. Uh, and just real quick, I mean, they have played. I know they got beat bad at Lenore Ryan, but they took Barton to the wire. Barton beat uh, and Barton beat Mars Hill. Mars Hill and. Uh, you know, that's uh, Barton's a really good football team. And actually, UVA Wise had a got shafted at the last play to win the game. They got a first down, and they would have had X amount of seconds on the clock from the two yard line and didn't get the call. So they could have beaten Barton very easily. Well, it's going to be a tough game. There are no easy ones in the sack. That's one thing we've come to learn. So uh, we'll be pulling for the, you and the Wasp this coming Saturday, Coach. So I want to thank you for making the time for the show today. It always is, is a pleasure talking with you. And, and I know this is not an easy conversation to have, but I do appreciate your uh, forthcoming and, and, and being willing to come over here and have a conversation. Some Mondays are better than others, and uh, hopefully next Monday will be a good one. Well, folks, that's going to do it for us uh, on this edition of uh, Keys to the Game. I want to thank our board operator, Anthony Smith, Jr., and I always so want to thank our listeners. Um, Josh Floyd and I will be bringing you all the action from UVA-wise this coming uh, Saturday. It's 2 o'clock kickoff, so we will come on the air at 1.30. So I hope you'll join us if you can't make it to UVA-wise for the Southwest Virginia Bowl. I'm Reed Snow. Thanks, everyone, and so long.